Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh, yeah, man, no doubt um, that we were going to win that game. Get us the ball. Felt like offense finally had gotten a little bit of momentum, you know, towards the end of that second half. And uh, just frustrated, obviously, in myself. But, uh, yeah, we had no doubt we were going to drive down the field. And we had a, we were putting a good drive together. I think we were on the 50 or plus 45 somewhere around there. And uh, just got to take care of the ball. That is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, he's going to take care of the ball. You know, the thing I hate about that play the most well, they lost him the game. But it's first down. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what I hate about them because I want to see what's about to happen. Again, I'm not sitting there telling you with all the confidence in the world they're going down to score. This is an offense that's struggled. Uh, and things tighten up when you get a little further on down. And, again, I think he was doing the right thing there. Like, he was managing that clock and the situation fine. He was taking what they were giving him, getting it to James. Like, he was off to a good start on the drive. And he didn't have anything but just throw it away or get down quicker or whatever and live live to fight another day. And uh, that's what I think is the most frustrating part. If it's third and 12 and you're trying to make a play, hey, you know what? You probably weren't going to get it on fourth and 12. Yeah. But first down and you're kind of on the move, I, I just uh, – that's, that's, that's the stinker of it for me on that part because you want to see what's about to happen. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence uh, fumbled it away, and uh, the Jaguars lose the football game in a game that I can't even believe they had a chance to win, quite frankly. Wow. I mean, it was amazing that they had a chance to win. You had to, like, look up at the scoreboard, like, wait a minute. They might win this game. Like, it would have been the all-time steal. Nah, not the all-time. I mean, you got Baltimore when they got the penalty on the Bortles face mask and stuff. But, I mean, it felt like they were down. They so big in that Especially game. Especially the, the way the game started. With Jonathan Taylor going off and then, you know, you that block punt. It had all the characteristics to be a, a blowout. Do, did we learn something about the team? And I'm not going to get, like, into, hey, this locker room really fights and plays, and that's, that's good. Like, there's a good thing about that. Like, the Urban Meyer part, I think this thing could have got so derailed after Cincinnati that the the fact that they're still playing and they're battling and games like this, teams do check out and lose that game 34 to three. They really do. Like yeah. it, we've mm -hmm. seen it. Yeah. Former old Jags teams have done that. So I'm not saying this is like no team has ever battled back from 17 nothing and kept fighting and playing hard. That's not where I'm at with it. But I do think it, it could the alternative to what we could be talking about after all the urban stuff. Like I feel like he's rescued that a little bit going forward. Now what he has to do is go win more football games. But I think, can we now say that this defense has found something? Yes. I mean, the Miami game, I thought it was atrocious in Seattle, everything, and I'm not even giving them credit for the second half. They can take it if they want, but I'm not. Uh, last week was incredible. I mean, last week was an incredible performance by that defense. And to do what they did after the first two series where they were getting, I, I literally tweeted this out, this looks like varsity against JV. Mm. And it did. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was getting like eight yards a carry. I don't know why the Colts ever stopped running. Yeah. That, I, was, that was my question. Did they stop or were they being stopped? Well, they put him in a bad situation on one of the situations, we you know, where they, they sacked him. And so then you weren't going to run in that situation. I think there were some penalties. I think they did outsmart themselves a little bit, though, on throwing the football. No, they, they definitely did. Um, it, it should have been a, a lot more of a dose of Jonathan Taylor. So um, that, that is a fair point about that Colts offense. 
But at the same time, you have to get credit to, to this Jaguars defense because it started out really bad. And it started out really bad of what they're supposed to specialize in and stopping the run. And you saw an Indianapolis Colts team that had their way with them the first couple of drives. And, and I thought it was going to be a 300-yard a day for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I, people I, were looking up the all-time record. Yeah, I, I thought we were going to be talking about Jonathan Taylor, top 100, and oh, here's 25 Jaguars highlights <laughs> a la Derrick Henry. Because we've seen that story play out before. But... You know, whatever the adjustments were made in the second half, they were made. I think it was more just Joe Cullen holding people accountable and yelling, like Joe Cullen uh, does so well. But, Austin, it wasn't but even the second half, man. It was the second no, it quarter. Was se- yeah, it was the second 13 quarter. Thirteen and a half minutes yeah. to go. And sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but Jonathan Taylor had 10 touches for 93 yards. The rest of the game, he had 17 touches mm-hmm. receiving and, and running for 33 yards. Now, Quentin Nelson going out, I think, was a huge blow yeah. for, for Indianapolis, and that had something to do with it as well. But when Quentin Nelson goes out, and it's probably been a little before, you saw... A ch- okay, to put it bluntly, the first quarter, they got just out manned out physical in the trench uh, it, it, it was getting blown off the ball five yards in the backfield Jonathan Taylor's going wherever he wants to go right and it, it just it looked like they didn't belong in the same field as him whatever it was a pep talk whether it was a, a schematic change which I don't think really it was which just guys was. you know playing smarter playing tougher that changed and all of a sudden you saw a resemblance of what this Jaguars defense was against Buffalo and it's establishing a line of scrimmage, playing a, a physical and tough brand of football. And then the pass game, yeah, maybe you bend a little bit, but you don't break. I mean, Michael Pittman's a good receiver in his own right, right? I mean, let's see, he's going to get some catches. It's just, it's where he's at right now in his career. But it's disappointing that you have a performance like that from your defense. You start out a little shaky and found a way to rally. But it's disappointing when we're sitting here talking about, wow, you know, we're an hour into the show, and now this finally comes up. Because... Your defense is playing their you-know-what off right now, and you're not playing complimentary football on special teams or on offense to help them out. And, and that's really unfortunate. You know, I mean, the, the, they lucked out against Buffalo. By the grace of God, they lucked out. If you even have some sort of resemblance of an offense, the Jaguars could have won this game. Yeah, and you, you're right. You don't have to do a lot. Yeah. Like, you really don't have to do a lot. Uh, the The Jaguars... I think Urban Meyer nailed this, by the way, in the postgame, and I think this was the key to the game, is they pinned them back, and they got the ball at the 41, the 37, and the 38, and they went three and out every time. Mm-hmm. Went three and out every time. Some of that was old in play. I, I don't understand why they can't scheme stuff up on third and two to just be a – there's so many things to do on third and two. And quite frankly, they have enough variety with Agnew in there and Chenault in there and Robinson in there and Trevor's ability to run in there and Marvin Jones to be able to scheme something up on third and two. That's really simple. And they couldn't do that. Uh, so – but that's where the game was kind of – they had a chance to, like, take over the game right there. They really did. And, then, and, and most offenses would have – and they couldn't. And then I think the other big part was, I mean, they got that Dan Arnold uh, screenplay. Yeah. And then the man hurts, you know, coming back. Um, I think they ended up missing the field goal during that stretch, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they might That might have been where they ended up missing the field goal. Didn't sure, get sure. any points. But, but, um, but, yeah, the defense did everything they needed to do, even late. Like, listen, Carson Wentz made a really nice play on yeah. the rollout. And they get in the field, field goal position. And so, but they still forced the field goal, so now it's a one-possession game. 
Like, they did everything to give that offense a chance to win. But, by the way, you've played on many a defense that did that here in Jacksonville. Well, no, it's, it, and it's, 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 it's extremely frustrating um, when, when you're playing that well. And keep in mind, they didn't give up 23 points. Because one of the yeah, touchdowns was, 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 yeah. Yeah, was, was the special teams bunder um, on that punt team. So, you know, to give up 16 points to Indianapolis Colts, who have really been firing all cylinders on offense, that's, that's another feather in your cap for this defense. And it's just it's frustrating, though, because, you know, it's one thing if this offense isn't looking like themselves and they're stagnant and it's a mess because, well, your defense isn't helping you out. Your defense is helping you out. Yeah. Okay, you're in close ball games right now. It's not like these are blowouts. You're putting Trevor in a disadvantageous position where it's like, well, we don't want to do anything because we're, you know, we're down by 21. No. You, they were in that game. Despite all odds, despite Jonathan Taylor, despite giving up a, a, a blocked punt for a touchdown, the defense still found a way to keep you in that game. And how you reward that is three and out, three and out, three and out. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. By the way, that sequence was, I mean, they had the ball down at the 18-yard line. I thought the Manhurts play had nothing to do with the play. Uh, he was already down the field, and, and I'm, I'm not saying it was a bad call. I'm just saying, why do it? Mm -hmm. Manhurts had himself an awful game from a penalty standpoint. And uh, and then they end up missing a 51-yard kick, which, you know, listen, the guy made a 56-yarder earlier. I mean, how many 50-yarders you got? Uh, I, I think they're not Mr. Automatic with Matthew Wright. But they could have had the ball down at the 18-yard line and then be setting up in the red zone instead. That was a huge play. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't get any points, you know. And then it changed. Obviously, being down three versus six changes everything. Uh, but, yeah, I think this defense, I, I guess that's my, the moral of the story for me in this segment here is do we now know the defense is pretty good? Mm -hmm. Like, is, is this enough? Miami, Baltimore, and then <sighs> yesterday, is this enough to say that when they go up against San Francisco – here in town in, in six days, we can say, you know what? I, I think I can rely on this. Like, I yeah. think their defense, well, I'm not trying to tell you it's a 2017 defense, but I was telling you in the first six weeks of the year that this is like one of the worst defenses we've seen. Sure. Right? And, I mean, can now we trust this defense to, you know, get the job done to at least keep you in the game? Again, not, not hold them to six points and be dominant, but keep them in the game. And then the only question mark is, are they going to get some turnovers? Yeah. Here's what I trust with this defense. I, and I get, like, yeah, the, the Miami game, you know, Tua still had a, a heck of a day throwing the ball, though. So I don't know how much credit I can give them. No, but they from, came up big and well, made I mean, plays, they, right? Yeah. And you allowed 20 points Miami, in the game. Yeah, so you're going to win for sure. Yeah. Um, here's what I know about this defense. They're getting better. Okay? They're... They're, they're making progress because even to start the season out, they're a great stopping the run. You know, that's, that was the calling card going into this from Joe Collin was we got to stop the run, stop the run. Yeah. All right, well, that's, you know, mission accomplished pretty much throughout the entire season. There might have been one or two games where um, they kind of fell away from that a little bit. But overall, they've done a great job stopping the run. I think top five right now and then. I don't know after the Jonathan Taylor game, but I think I still uh, have to say well, top lucky five. lucky it didn't go for 275. But probably still top five <laughs> in the NFL. Where the question mark was and where the red flags were was, okay, can they generate a pass rush? Can Josh Allen get home? Can they blitz and get home? Can the secondary cover? Is Shaq Griffin a liability? Is Tyson Campbell a liability? What about our safeties? Where, where's Andre Sisco? So we had all of those questions. And now we're, we're leaving that Colts game. You know, we're nine games into the season. And I think a lot of those red flags you're not so worried about right now, at least in the grand scheme of things yeah. with this team. 
You know, like, I, there's bigger things to worry about, I feel like, <laughs> yes. than Wingard right now. Okay? Yeah. There's bigger things to worry about right now um, than Tyson Campbell, yeah. right? Because he's playing pretty, he's doing okay. Yeah. So, at a pass breakup. Yeah. So I think with this defense, they're making progress. And at the end of the day, that's what you want to see right now. Yeah. It's I, just, it's wild that we're sitting here talking about that when I thought it'd be the, I'll be honest, I thought it was going to be the other way around. I did too. I, I totally misread this because I, I sat here and said I thought their offense was pretty was going to be pretty good. Yeah. I understand you lost some parts of it. They've lost they're down a couple linemen. Uh, I get all that. Teams lose linemen though, and I thought they have. I don't think the line is so bad that it's costing them to be dysfunctional. Yeah. Now the line is not great, uh, but again, I would ask you name a line that's great, and there's not many of them across the league, especially if you're in passing situations and everybody knows it. So I think they're actually doing okay, and I think actually the quarterback helps the line out a lot. I really do. I, and I might be wrong on that. Those guys will know that in the building more. I think he, you know, the one thing we, we, we never talked about enough is how many sacks Minshew cost the team mm. because of what he did holding on to the ball and running around and stuff. Yeah. And so the offensive line doesn't like that because it makes it look like sure. you're getting sacked a bunch. But everybody in the building would tell you that Minshew cost them sacks. Yes. A lot. Yes. I think this guy's just the opposite. I think he's helping the offensive line look better in that stat category than they really have been. You go back all the way to the Houston game. He got sacked one time, 51 pass attempts. I think he got sacked one time in the 54 pass attempt game. But it didn't look that way to our eyes, right? I thought yesterday was another example of that at times. Uh, so I, I, I also think the fact that Chark is out now is starting to catch up. Mm-hmm. They don't have another guy mm-hmm. on that outside. You, you, it was a nice story with Jamal Agnew, but he's not doing much. So I, I just, I'm surprised. I, I thought LaVisca Chenault would really take a step this year. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, and he's not. He's coming backwards. So I'm surprised their offense, to your point, I think we agree on this, that I thought it would be, I don't know if there was going to be a strength of the team, but I didn't yeah. think it would be an Achilles heel of the team. Like, I didn't think, right now, the offense stinks. Like, you can actually just, I think Urban said it. I asked him last night after the game, out of sync, he said, that's not strong enough. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's the one that said it's awful and that's not strong enough. So, yeah, it stinks right now. And I didn't think we'd be saying that. I did kind of feel like we'd say stretches where the defense stinks. To no, no, for sure. <laughs> I, I literally, right now, the, the roles are reversed than where I thought we would be. And I did not see that coming. Yeah. I, I really didn't. Um, I thought in terms of personnel from this defense, I didn't know if they could hang with a lot of these NFL teams. Well, I was wrong because they're, you know, I mean, Malcolm Brown showing up now. I know it. On offense and defense. <laughs> uh, you know, D- D- Devon Hamilton showing up a little bit. Like, guys are showing up, and, and it's really cool to see. And the cool thing about that game, too, from the defensive side of the ball, was we kind of talked about this a little bit against the Bills and now the Colts. It was different. The scheme was different, right? You, you saw different guys making plays now yeah. because, well, you had to stop the run a little more and establish line of scrimmage as opposed to Buffalo, who was more of a, of a pass-oriented team. You mentioned it. The offense right now, it's abysmal, okay? It's, it's not a good look. It's not a good product. Yeah, we, we can point the finger at Trevor Lawrence. Yes, we can point the finger at Bevel. We can point the finger at the drop balls, all this stuff. How much blame has to fall on Urban Meyer here being an offensive-minded coach because the offensive-minded coach is always tied to the quarterback, right? Now, Urban Meyer is not making the play call, so that's a little different. You know, it's not like a Zach you know, Taylor situation or whatever. But at the same time, when your offense is struggling and you're an offensive-minded coach, 
I feel like the blame has to fall on you as well. Yeah, I said this, uh, if you go way back, uh, I say this, the mistake of the Gus Bradley era is you knew he was a defensive guy, and their defense took three, four years to get any good. Yeah. Really, four years to get good. Uh, and I think if you're an offensive guy, I think your offense needs to go and get going. Does that mean he has to step in? I don't know. I don't know where he's at with Bevel. I don't know. He kind of indicated today, and, and he didn't do this in like a we're blaming the players way. Sure. But he's like, listen, football's a player's game. I mean, you got to make plays. I, he kind of said, I was. I got the impression he was saying, listen, I'm not putting this on Bevel. Like, these guys got to catch balls. They've got to throw it to the right spot, and they can't have six penalties on offense. That makes it very difficult for an offensive coordinator to do anything. Uh, so I'm not sure he's mad at his coaches enough to be like, all right, I'm getting in the offensive room and drawing this up. Mm. You know, that's my point. Yeah, okay. But it's on him, and you can tell it irks him. Because yeah, well, it has to. <laughs> I mean, this is, is your side of the ball. Yeah, it's your side of the ball for sure. And, yeah. and he's never experienced offense as anemic as this. Yeah. I mean, a couple of pass completions in the first half. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he does do more of that. But it doesn't feel like it, Austin. I don't feel like that's not yet at least. Okay. Uh, I don't feel like he is going in there and micromanaging those coaches mm -hmm. just yet. Did he do something with Joe Cullen? Probably not. But he's not yeah. a defensive guy, right? No, for sure. And you got to put your trust in Joe Cullen. That's why he brought him in. And, you know, so far it seems to be going better now on defense. I just, you know, because what we saw inklings of this a little bit in the preseason in terms of how the script kind of changed a little bit for Trevor Lawrence. Even in the preseason, we're talking about, yeah. how, okay, well, the, this looks a little different because you got to feel like Urban Meyer took the reins a little bit. He wanted to see a little more from Trevor Lawrence. I wonder where we're at right now from this offense and how much farther Urban Meyer can sit back and say, all right, I'll put my faith to you. And maybe he's not. Maybe he is. Maybe his fingerprints all of this offense. We have no idea, and it's not doing that well. But my point is, is that if you're an offensive-minded head coach and that's your title, well, then you're tied to that offense. And right now that offense... It's, it's one of the worst in the NFL. It's, it's simple as that. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, to your point, it was very interesting. There was a time in the second half yesterday that I felt like they went back to the Dallas preseason game to get Trevor going. Yeah. They were like, because I was like, why aren't they running the ball right now? Yeah. And they went out of the shotgun. And it was quick pass stuff. Yeah. And, and it worked. I mean, yeah. it, it actually did get him going. And I think it was just to be like, holy cow, he's two for whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was like, that can't happen. Mm -hmm. And we got We need to get him going. I, and by the way, I think there's a little element of that. They're managing a lot. They're managing. Hey, let's go win the football game. Let's make sure our rookie quarterback, like, we don't throw him in the tank. Yeah. You know. Let's also make sure we don't look up and he's got 16 sack, uh, 16 interceptions through, yeah. through nine games. Like, I don't know if they really look at the numbers like that, but I think in the back of their mind, they know what narratives exist. You mm -hmm. know. I think that's some of it. Uh, but also, if you look at the sheet, they threw the ball down the field a lot more yesterday than they did previous weeks. And that might have been Urban saying, hey, we said we're going to be aggressive. Yeah. Throw the damn ball down the field. Yeah. Right? So, that I don't know. Again, yeah. no idea if he said that. But it kind of felt like it a little bit. Um, I will say this about the defense. It is eye-popping how much better they are playing on the interior. Oh, yeah. I mean, holy that's, cow, right? Taven Bryan again showed up. Mm -hmm. Malcolm Brown, you said it. Yeah. Devon Hamilton with a sack. Yeah. They are really – that is – if you ask what's the difference, of the course. difference is that. Yeah, I mean, people were very critical about Josh Allen getting home, all this. 
Josh Allen's been playing good. It's just the fact that you don't have interior pressure. It doesn't matter how good you are on the edge. Yeah. You have interior pressure now, everyone's playing well. Carson Wentz was uncomfortable. Yeah. That's for sure. For sure. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. No, because I, I see when we play at a high level, and I just have a stronger belief that you know, we're fragile. You can't make a mistake. But I'm not sure who in the NFL can. Every week I watch, I'm amazed at some of the scores. And, uh, you know, 17 nothing. And, you know, I don't want to say I was having positive thoughts at that moment. And then, sure enough, they come roaring back. And the sideline was phenomenal. Miles Jack was out of his mind and playing like it. And so did Josh Allen. And so did Malcolm Brown. And so did Ray J. And, but, no, the, you know, we're not just saying that's what we are because I don't believe that's who we are. Well, who are the Jacksonville Jaguars? I think we're all still trying to figure that out. Um, and they certainly haven't figured that out just yet. I will say this. And I don't know why. Like, this shouldn't matter. I get it. Mm-hmm. But to me, that felt, at the end of the day, now not many teams get behind 17 nothing, Like a normal NFL game. Mm. Like, teams... All around the league yesterday lost like that and lose like that every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, they play pretty good defense. They hang in the game. They make a play or two. You're right there because that's the way the NFL is built. Oh, yeah. And then you either get it done in the two-minute situation or you don't. Yeah. And, and like, that – And I, usually I don't know why the... that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> like, I don't know. If it, <laughs> I, probably because we're on our way to 45 to 10. Like, because you lost normal. That's what you – You know, I, I mean, I got what, it. didn't we all – I mean, at, at – what the hell time the game start? One o'clock at one twenty-five. I was you, like, you covered I the can't spread believe and this. You lost normal. Like no, I can't I, believe this. This is going to be like forty-five to ten. Like I there was the same thing. nothing in my mind that thought they could be twenty-three to seventeen by the end of the game. Yeah, I thought we were going to come in here and there there would be nothing positive to break down. Honestly, I thought it was going to be all negative. Um, I thought it was going to be just an, another cloudy and dreary Monday. But look at that, man. Blue skies out there today. It's <laughs> yeah, actually man. an unbelievable day. Yeah, beautiful day. Um, but, yeah, there is there was some positive, yeah, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I'm not saying a victory because no. of that. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you, like, that's the NFL. Like, you go on the road and lose. Yes. Like, what wasn't the NFL is the Jaguars in the first game of the year against Houston where you couldn't line up correctly? And two weeks ago in Seattle where you just, like, no-showed. Like, that's not really what the NFL is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, the Bills had 12 penalties last week. You know, that happens in the NFL. You have bad games. And they still almost managed to win, but they lost to, as a heavy, heavy favorite. So, again, that happens in the NFL from time to time. Actually, it usually doesn't happen, like, when you're a 15.5-point favorite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it doesn't happen a lot. Uh, but these kind of games do happen. I, I just think this was a more normal game and by the way the Jags now in you want me to really spin this the Jags in Careful. close games yeah are like two and one <laughs> no two and two they got walked off by Cincinnati so when yeah, they play I, close yeah they beat Miami close they yeah. won last week close they made plays to do it mm-hmm. and they lost this one and fumbled away and they got walked off because they couldn't stop anybody quite frankly on defense in Cincinnati game yeah. Uh, so, again, that those four games are the NFL. These two other outliers where Seattle and Houston were, that's not the NFL. And I'm probably missing some games. So I guess Arizona felt more like an NFL game where the better team won. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Denver game was weird. That didn't feel like a normal – like you shouldn't get blown out in your home field like the way they did. Mm-hmm. 
but that was a little kicking problem, too, where they could have totally changed the game. Yeah. I get what you're saying, that it did feel like a, a normal NFL loss, but at the same time, to me, it was one of the most frustrating losses just because of what the offense looked like. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's... That's what that's what I want this season to be about. It's not going to the playoffs. It's not making a Super Bowl run. It, it's the the progression of Trevor Lawrence, and I'm I'm not seeing it. And, no. I, and that's why, even though it was a closer game and, and it came down to the wire, it's still one of the, in my opinion, one of the most frustrating losses of this season. Yeah, I think I have less frustration in yesterday alone offensively. I have more frustration on the three last three games, like where they just. Why aren't they figuring this out? Mm -hmm. And is it strictly James Robinson? I mean, is James Robinson that much of a difference? Like, and James is a really good player. I mean, really good. And I understand if you take one of your best players out and you have all this other stuff going on, maybe that does upset it. But, you know, we've done this in the past where, like, if you lose a key component, it's like, all right, I get why that throws you off for a little bit. Yeah. But then the offensive coordinator and the offense and the quarterback and everybody else, their job is to figure it out. It's been three weeks, okay? Like, with or without James, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how about it's time to figure it out? No, without a doubt. And that that is the frustrating part because, okay, this is the NFL. And sometimes those games are going to happen where you have a lull where you're, you're going to regress and it's just going to look bad. Ask the Buffalo Bills last week how the offense looked, right? Yeah. I mean, one of the best offenses in the league last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jaguars had their number. Now the Buffalo Bills panic. No, they play the New York Jets, and how'd that go for the New York Jets? <laughs> Josh Allen comes out with 366 yards passing, two touchdowns, and, it, yeah, obviously they had a field day against the Jets because, well, that's who the Jets really are, right? That, that's who they are in offense. That's what we figured they're going to be. It's okay if you have one of these games just like, all right, for whatever reason, whether you're out-schemed, out-coached, you just didn't show up. Those games happen. I don't care who the team in the NFL is. Those teams will happen on offense and defense. Yeah. Tampa's saying that today. Tampa's saying that today, exactly. I was just about to say that. But when we see the same thing in and out with this Jaguars offense, it's not an anomaly. This is who they are. Yeah. This is your identity. I felt like they were better the first five games yeah. than they are now, which is really first six. But that's weird to me. Yeah. And I, I said this a couple weeks ago. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I think now this is the time they get going. Like November and December, can you get it on a roll? And they just haven't been on a roll. Let's get Steven on the line real quick. I know he's been hanging around Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 here on a Monday. Brent Martin, uh, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. What's happening, man? Happy Monday. Hey, not too much. How are you guys doing today? We are good. Beautiful day. All right. Um, I want to get your opinion on something. I started thinking about it. Um. Could you possibly think, and uh, once again, I'm, I'm with you guys, you know, uh, you got to put some of this responsibility on Trevor. He has been playing bad. Heck, he's even admitted it uh, on several occasions. But do you possibly uh, that he might have lost maybe some confidence with his receivers and uh, basically it's hurting his accuracy because he, I mean, he has no idea. They're not getting separation, so now he's having to second-guess himself on ball placement, and maybe he's just overthinking everything, and it's just throwing him off his game. All right, Steven, appreciate it. Uh, listen, I, I don't have to answer that question. You can. Me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, oh. listen, I think there is all that, okay? I think it's a very complex position. I think we try to simplify everything. Now, sometimes it's easier just to simplify even inside the building yeah. and say, okay, this, you're either good or you're bad or this is happening, this isn't happening. Yeah. I think it's very complex. I think, uh, I think there's a, a young quarterback trying to figure it out. I think he can play a lot better. 
Uh, I think there's an offensive line that has its warts and is can be leaky, and you can't even predict oh, when it's going to be leaky. leaky. Leaky warts, gross. Uh, and and I think it's I think it's a surprising development at wide receiver where they've been this bad. It's surprising to me, and I don't think they planned on them being this bad. Uh, and then add on to it, you just don't know if you're going to have James Robinson the last few weeks, too. Like I, I think that's reality. I just told you I think they need to fix that reality mm-hmm. and figure it out. But the reality is the last three weeks, they started James Robinson, he left the game. They didn't have him last week. They have him this week. They didn't even really play him in the first half. They play him in the second half. Like, there's no consistency with their best offensive player right now, and that's not his fault. But yeah. they've, again, they, so I think it is all that stuff. I think it is a more complex thing than just, hey, let's blanketly say this quarterback's a bust or or the offensive coordinator sucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not – yeah, honestly, I'm not saying – well, I'm not saying the, the – the coordinator sucks. I mean, I think there's some issues for sure. I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence is a bust. I guess what I'm saying is is that if you're taken as the first pick overall, you're going to come into a situation that's not going to be ideal. Yeah. Now, we sat here and said, at least I did, I remember, saying that all things considered, pretty ideal situation to be in right now. With this receiving core, this offensive line, James Robinson, yeah. yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to flourish in this. I think he's going to be Rookie of the Year because of this. Well, now we're here, and we're, we're not even close to the Rookie of the Year conversations. Um, and I just, yeah, is he not trusting his receivers? Probably, right? Is he in his own head right now because they're dropping balls? Probably. But I don't know what to tell you, man. Keep throwing the football because yeah. you have to because that's your job. Like, don't second-guess yourself because, well, is he going to catch? You, you don't have time to think like that. You can't afford to think like that. I understand that you're coming from Clemson where you threw the ball up there and the receivers went to go get it. It's not Clemson anymore, all right? This is the NFL, and, and you're going to go through trials and tribulations. You just got to suck it up and, and, and make the best of the situation. It actually does look like this year's Clemson. Oh, that's just comes in, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Can't move the Dude ball gets either. one <laughs> Nissan commercial at the quarterback position, and it just goes all to the wayside. Yeah. Is he still starting, by the way? Yeah, DJ? I think so. Is yeah, he? DJU. DJU. Uh, He's the mayor of Fansville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Him and Boz hanging out? It's a yikes. Yeah, they really got to figure it out. They got, they got to do better. The, here's the problem. When you compare them to others, Mac Jones has been really good really good they're doing mm-hmm. a great job with him i think i mean listen it's also a great team it, it's it well, looks it's like a it's a team. it's a team i told casey i still am not convinced they're like an elite team mm-hmm. i think they're in a great rhythm right i think they're playing really good football right now in this stretch of the season will they be in late december i don't know they get buffalo twice so in like a three-week span and who knows but he is playing very well doing what they ask him to do and even doing above what they ask him to do i don't think they could have imagined him playing this well uh, he's 19 to 23 for 198 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, sign any rookie quarterback up for that kind of line. Mm-hmm. Like, can you do that? Well, not too many other teams right now are asking their quarterback to just do that. A lot of teams are asking their quarterback to do a hell of a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. And when I think because the expectation level for Mac is like, hey, we just need you to do this. Well, then he's doing this. Yeah. And it's unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if they ask him to do what Justin Herbert did last year, I'm not sure they'd get what they're seeing. Like, yeah. it's a totally different situation. And by the way, it's awesome. I mean, Max playing great football, which is great. I mean, uh, San Francisco's going to be scratching their head. 
Well, I mean, yeah, other teams are scratching a, a, a their head. Carolina, I mean, we'll, see what, we'll, we'll see what Trey Lance, though. Don't sell Trey Lance. Yeah, we'll see. Yet. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I actually will tell I you know, this Mac one. Mac Jones didn't get fined for that Gator roll. Hey, he didn't get fined. Didn't get that. fined. Patriots, of course. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> pocketbook's going to be healthy, Mac. You play for the Patriots. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> here's the one that I think is the most fair criticism of Trevor. Okay is what I saw from Justin Fields Monday night. Okay. Because Justin Fields has had it bad. I, I mean, he's had it. He hasn't been that good, and yeah. he's got nothing around The him. worst offensive line in the NFL. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And, well, Zach Wilson could probably say, hold my beer. But, yeah. I mean, but my point being is, Zach Wilson's looked pretty atrocious the, most of the year when he's been in, mm -hmm. and he hasn't had a lot of help, mm -hmm. right? Zach Wilson, I'm sorry, uh, Justin Fields, from Nagy to the offensive line to how many weapons do they really have? Oh, well, I mean, Allen Robinson. They do. Yeah. I mean, and Mooney's come on. Mooney. And, and they're starting to utilize him. See, yeah. what I think they've done in Chicago is what I'm asking Bevel and the Jags to do. They've kind of figured out how to make it work Correct. with what they've got. Yes. Right? They're rolling him out more. Yeah. Right? Because they don't want him being a sitting duck. Yeah. But above all that, I think what you saw in the second half is a guy go out and make plays. Oh, yeah. And then they made, his team. And they made plays for him too now. They caught the ball and but he made plays against San Francisco the running play, right? Yeah. He made a play. Because I can sit here and argue that Trevor's made some plays for this team above the Xs and Os. He's just not making enough of them or is he being asked to do too many of them? But he still hasn't had the game where Justin Fields just did in the second half and almost willed his team to victory right. over Pittsburgh. That, I think, is probably my biggest criticism right now. That Hey, wait a minute. Justin Fields did it in Chicago, which has been a mess. Yeah. Right? Why haven't we seen that kind of game yet from Trevor? I wouldn't compare him to the Mac situation as much. Uh, Wilson did a good game against the Titans. Yeah. But it was really their defense that did a hell of a job. Yeah, but Wilson and Wilson won the played game. well. He, he, he won had, the game. He a big uh, couple of plays. Keelan Cole had yeah. a good reception. No. So why haven't we seen that, I think, is the my biggest criticism yet through nine games, where at least we get a half of football that's like, holy wow, right? Yeah. I'll say this. And there are two different types of quarterbacks between Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. But watching that San Francisco game they played where Fields had that long run for a touchdown, yeah. that was his defining moment of the year. Yeah. That was the moment that made you go, oh, we got something here in Chicago. It's not going to happen this year, but eventually something special could come about because we have Justin Fields, and it was worth getting him over that one play. Trevor Lawrence has had some nice plays. A lot of quarterbacks have had some nice plays. Has there been that one defining moment where it's like, there he is. There's the first overall pick. There's the play call or whatever whatever the case may be, but there's the play that's like, yep, that's Trevor Lawrence. Can, can you name one of those plays? I mean, well, like, th I feel like the nice touchdown passes. to Marvin Jones. Sure, but, but I mean, other quarterbacks will make it. I mean, I, and you, I do you think really he, hurt your feelings? I think Minshew had more oh wow plays last year than Trevor Lawrence does this year so far. Yeah, or maybe really if you go back to the year. Oh, I'm he sorry, came in. two years ago. I'm I sorry. Think, yeah, 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 I think that's right. Minshew's yeah. numbers were really good that year. Minshew's numbers are way better in his first like nine games than than Trevor's are. Yeah. I mean, and and you could argue he didn't have much either. Yeah. So yeah, again, fair criticism. Like I think, where's the moment? Right. Where's the moment like and he missed a little chance to have that moment yesterday. I think that's what the worst part. Like I think he even felt that. I think that's why yeah. he was stung by it. It's like, all right, I had a chance here to go win the game. Where's that Mike White moment? What's, <laughs> it's gone now. Even Just guys today. like Mike White are having the well, moment, well, right? those days are gone now, Brent. Thanks for playing Mike White. We had fun.
Casey, your thoughts? Man, between Mike White and Sam Darnold, I can't catch a break. You can't, man. I think they all love this guy internally, too, and I think if he has that moment, it will elevate his status more. Of course. Right? So give us that moment at some point. Listen, Mitch, you gave us the moment, but then what? Right? Mm -hmm. I, I was thinking about that today. It's like, listen, you can get off to a great start in your career. We're still going to ask, what have you done for me lately? I mean, what's Herbert yeah. done the last few weeks, right? No, for sure. But th that moment in Denver when he had that touchdown that won the game and everything, like elevated. That, that elevated the team, it seemed like, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and I think we're looking for that. We're still waiting. We're nine yeah. games in. We're still waiting here. Yeah. And that is, again, that's a fair criticism of uh, Trevor Lawrence. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I just asked on social media, who is good in the AFC? Anybody? Oh, no one's good. <laughs> we'll be back. No. All right, so I got a question. Who is good in the AFC? We were just kind of talking about it in the break. And, I mean, who are you putting, like, money on right now in the AFC. Uh, the Bills, I think, are still the team, which really makes the Jags win that much more crazy. More but impressive. I, I think uh, I think the Bills are it. Now, the Bills and Patriots will meet a couple of times in December. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, you talk about culture and coaching and how it matters. Like, it really shows up in New England. Yeah. And, and, by the way, on the whole Brady-Belichick thing, is Belichick showing me a hell of a lot this year, isn't he? Mm -hmm. I mean, it might not have been last year, and Brady won that in spades, of course. But if you're really like uh, on the the whole Brady Belichick, you know, debate, yeah, I think Belichick is acquitting it's himself impressive. nicely right now. It's impressive. It's uh, impressive. Yeah, especially because look, and they go trade away Gilmore, and their defense still good, right? I mean, they're whooping teams right now. That Cleveland team, I don't know. Cleveland's Cleveland, and probably talk about winning and culture, and Cleveland still doesn't know how to like carry momentum and all that stuff and mm -hmm. they've been banged up a little bit but they are still a talented football team like the i picked cleveland this week because i look at their rosters and i'm like they're better yeah like i think on paper they're a better team and they just got their butt whooped well, 45 to 7 they're a better team i think when cream hunt and nick chubb are in the game that's true i think when you you're on your third string running back and you depend on baker bayfield with when you just trade away your number one receiver yeah those things can happen yeah, and uh, so anyway, but, but Casey, are you buying the Patriots? Like, I don't know if I I'm think not, they're that good. I'm not completely sold on the Patriots yet. I'll tell, who, I'll tell you who I'm sold on, and I'll let Casey have his, have his moment here because it's a Super Bowl um, pick, I believe. Well, wait. I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait to clap until you confirm. <laughs> um, I'm talking about the Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah. Well, you knew that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew that. You know what I'm saying? You knew what you were asking. Casey, the, you're, you're, I guess the floor is yours, man. Um, I mean, sometimes, like, you're just born with it, the knowledge. Uh, big, maybe he's born with it. Maybe, maybe it's Maybelline. Sorry. I just can see these things. I also was the only one to pick Mac Jones to win the Rookie of the Year. Um, oh, wow. No big deal right. there. Two for two. Jamar Chase. It, we'll see. Yeah, Jamar Chase is doing pretty good, though, Casey. But, okay. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. He I'll, is doing good. I'll keep it. I'll, I'll agree with you. Okay. But you're telling me if the Patriots make the playoffs, it's not Mac Jones. Ooh. Brent? Serve to you. I mean, it might be Mac right now. Let's, he's playing great. That's great. Uh, if you want, there's no halfway through the year awards. Are, are you doubling <laughs> down right now on the Titans winning, going to the Super Bowl? Brent, yes. you, have, you have to be upset right now because Titans are doing good. No, I, I hate the freaking Titans. Well, yeah, I know. I, I can't like believe the Titans yeah. are eating too. The I, Titans are the, the best team in the NFL. I hate the, the Titans. I'm not the biggest fan of them either, but they are Listen, the one. Steve seed Lehman right might be a good dresser, but oh, I hate this team. Steve Lehman. Yeah, I'm doubling down to answer your question. Yes. No way. No way it's Super Bowl? No. <laughs> can't happen. Why? Why can't it happen? Well, what happens if Derrick Henry comes back, too? Right. Oh, oh no. Th there's two things. That, uh, 
I have uh, I have these ironclad philosophies that if you're playing this good of football now, it's really hard to play that good of football then. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. cert- there is something in sports about peaking at the right time. I mean, they have won, what do they want, six in a row? Is that right? And they have beaten some really good teams. I will say this about it's the Titans. It's the most impressive resume it, maybe it, in the entire it, NFL. It, it, yeah, it would even, I mean, Curved the, the on college Kansas football City. playoff committee would even put them in the top four. Oh, for like, sure. Six in a row, yeah. Yeah, six in a row. And against the teams that they've Kansas beat. Kansas like, City, Indianapolis, L.A., New Orleans, Buffalo. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. And somehow they lose to the Jets. You win that game, you've only lost once all year. What the heck is going on with that? I know. It's really weird. Like, and, and, again, I mean, the L.A. win was, like, the Saints are a kind of a weird team. They're up and down. Yes. But the L.A. win was so good. Yeah. And, listen, you can hu- lose Julio Jones, but, I mean, I don't know if it matters if you lose Julio Jones. Oh, I think it matters, Brent. I mean, Derrick Henry really matters. The yes, fact of course. They've, they've won I, two games since losing Derrick Henry, yeah. where a lot of teams would, listen, we can't even function on offense without James Robinson around here. Yeah, that's true. And they went and win two games, including the L.A. Rams on the road. Makes zero sense. Julio Jones is nothing to the Titans. They're better off without him. I'm Like, I'm not yeah. even being mean anymore. You're being a big proponent of that. Well, no, they're winning games. He's not playing. Now no, he's on sure. IR. For sure. I mean, they might as well have just not gotten him. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, A.J. Brown had one reception for seven yards, so you probably need a little more out of your wide receivers. It's fair. But I'm just saying Julio Jones hasn't made any oh, difference at Maybe all. Maybe he had more than one reception. All right, who else? Seriously. I are, are they one. Ch- the, the West. Yeah. 16 yards. The West used to be one. Now it's the West might be lost. The Chargers stink. Yeah. Yeah. When's the last time the Chargers won? Is Herbert playing bad? I don't watch a lot of the Chargers games. Like, why aren't they winning? Like, what, He's what's not playing problem? great because the fantasy points aren't coming through, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he had, like, Mike Williams nowhere to be seen. I feel like, like what is the this guy happened to be? Him, we maybe. were like all over Staley there, and like this guy's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And now he can't win a game. Yeah. The Raiders have had so many problems, and now Derek Carr's not playing good football. Yeah, and you're not surprised about the Raiders. I, yeah, I'm not, I, I can't. I don't think he can be so, especially with all this stuff. And Derek Carr was playing so well early, like yeah. really, really well, and now he's whatever. I mean, I think the Chiefs have some momentum. Like, I was never worried about the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, see, I li- this is why I like the Chiefs more than I like a team like the Titans. The Ooh. Titans have been on the roll for six weeks, yeah. and they're playing really good football. The Chiefs were playing miserable football and still ended up in a position where they were 5-4, and four, and now all of a sudden you look at last first night's game and you're like, uh, wait a minute, they're in first place. He threw five touchdowns, 400 yards. Have they figured this out? Like, that's a reason to like the Chiefs. A little bit like Tampa last year. Remember, Tampa was kind of a mess early on? Yeah. And now they come on strong. So if you bet some money on the Chiefs, I think you're in a pretty good spot. I still think the Ravens are good. Like, you lose to the Dolphins, whatever, on Thursday night on the road. Well, that is what it is. I think the Ravens are still fine. They might be, but mm. they, they've won some games that you're like, how the hell did they win those games? So, like, they could easily have a more, couple more losses. Um, I'm just telling you, it's, we can debate every team in the AFC right now and be like, are they really that good? Which is weird. What's the what's the biggest wild card team to you guys, real quick? Patriots? Because yeah. you don't know? Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe Kansas I, City. Was this a one-off thing? Uh, no, I think Kansas City's good. I think one of the teams in the West that is in Kansas City could get hot. And then and they the become... the Chargers could find themselves Yeah, again. or the, I think the Raiders could still, too. Uh, that's Broncos are still up there. I mean, they're 5-5. Five and five. 
Yeah, but they're an every other week team, which is why they're five and five. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Action Sports. That's exactly what an every other week team would be. I mean, what is 500? Yeah. <laughs> they are the Denver Broncos. They're five and five. Football at five. Coming up next on ESPN 690. We're so smart. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 